we have kicked off the positive self series because a lot of us want to be more positive, be more um, uplifted, but we're struggling and we get it. So we're going to give you practical tools today and exactly how to do that. Today is part two. And uh, if you haven't already, go back and catch part one. Part one is all about how to tell. Like first it's about identifying, right? How to tell if you're a negative or positive thinker. I give you exactly how. And then in this one, we're going to talk about, okay, now that you figured out what you are, how that affects everything around you. It's going to start to make sense today. I think you're going to love it. You're going to see why you're struggling with other people in relationships based on this alone. And we're going to be getting into exactly how we fix it within the series. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on topics that you care about, love, marriage, life hacks, balance, you name it, we got it. So very excited. Um, if you guys don't know me, if you're new to the podcast, I'm a mom of five, big sister to the community. I'm a licensed educator of 25 years now and really excited to take the stuff that we struggle with as women and make it into like super practical tips for you on how to get your life together. And today we're talking about the positive self. I'm going to be giving you some steps on that and how to like last one in the, um, like I mentioned, the intro was about how to identify if you're negative or positive. Well, today we're going to be talking about just giving you an understanding of how not getting a hold of this can affect all the relationships around you. Or if you are struggling with relationships around you, shedding some light onto why that is. It might be just related to your thoughts. I mean, thoughts turn into actions and actions and behavior turn into the way we deal with and treat one another. So I'm sure this is all related. Well, I kind of know it's all related, but I want you to, to understand it even better so that you can make better moves have better relationships with people. So by the end of this podcast, you'll know exactly what's affecting your relationships. And so you can make some really good choices on how to make things better. And it could be whoever. It could be somebody you're trying to marry. It could be your current husband. It could be your mom. You're struggling with your in-laws. doesn't matter. Like this is the point. So let's talk about, let's just dive right in. Oh, one ho- uh, housekeeping announcement. Um, a lot of you are asking me about the book club. Yep, we're do we have a wait list. You can DM me, but it's usually on my stories daily and how to sign up for the book club. We are doing Yasmin Mujahid's next um, new book. Um, I think it's called Healing the Emptiness. And it's going to be good because, I mean, everything from her is good. But on top of that, the conversations we have and an international group of women together is priceless. It's always so good. Always a lot of crying, a lot of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much from all the women to each other. They just give each other such amazing advice. Do not miss this. It is definitely, definitely a good pick-me-up, especially in this time of year. And number two, get excited. We have a workshop coming up June 17th, 18th, and 19th on how to interview a spouse. We're going to like teach you all the, the ins and outs. We don't have a wait list yet. The wait list will be coming out June 1st. So keep an ear out for that or an eye out for that on Instagram. All right, let's do this. Actions are based on intentions, right? We always hear that, right? This is very, very famous. Actions are according to intentions and everyone will get what was intended in Bukhari and Muslim. We know this, right? And 
that's the good thing. It's like if your actions, you know, if your if your actions are good, and, and, but you had a good intention or a bad intention, it'll fall into however that went. The intention matters. Like it's not the case. Maybe like for example, I always say this: like if you went to a U.S. court, like I'm in the U.S. right? If you went to U.S. court and you accidentally was walking down the street with some type of a a blunt object, like you didn't mean it. You just maybe you're on the way to a camping site or something. Like you had something and you tripped and you fell and you harmed someone you'd be like, oh my gosh, my intention was never to harm them. I'm just trying to get to another location. I had this object, the object was slightly sharp, you know, like, you know, and that would, you know, be understood in Islam. If it was an Islamic court, we would take that into consideration. In U.S. court or another one, they're just like, mm, you know, they just take it as is. And so my point is, yes, we're going to go into the depths of why someone does something it doesn't, you know, I'm not getting into the whole legal thing here. But the point is, I want you to understand that intentions in Islam are just weighted even more. In an Islamic court, they're weighted even more, maybe than in a non-Islamic court. And so same thing here, when you're going to have your relationships with people, right? Um, You know, we'd love to think that they understand our intention. I didn't mean to hurt you, right? My intention was not to hurt you, but, but, you know, likewise, it's really, really hard. Because when people get hurt, they get hurt. When people get mad, they get mad. And they don't always want to hear our amazing reasons. You know, I think one of the hardest things as a woman is we have such amazing desires. We want to do amazing things. But the follow through sometimes isn't there, right? Sometimes it's like, I really wanted to be productive today. I was trying, but all the forces were against me. My kids were not letting me get things done. You know, um, you know, this person was giving me a headache. I, I couldn't do my part because somebody didn't give me their part on like a, a uni project or something like whatever it is. I mean, it's really, really important to understand is that we're trying our very, very, very best, right? To do the right thing. And sometimes, it doesn't work out. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes it doesn't work out and sometimes we get upset about it. Matter of fact, we get downright frustrated or mad and then we take it out on other people, right? I remember a time when I was sitting with uh, one sister and she was telling me all about her story of how, you know, her divorce was going with her husband and how horrible that divorce was and how she had all the intentions in the world to be an amazing wife and all the intentions in the world to be an amazing mom. But the stress of her job and the stress of just the housework and just like a lot of things that happen in the family and just, you know, just different emotional, you know, life up and downs just got the best of her. She spent most of her time fighting with her husband, screaming, being frustrated. And because she was frustrated and yelling with him, their relationship, they just kind of started to drift apart from each other emotionally, you know? And after a while, there was pretty much no marriage left except a name. And you see, the sad part about this story is that particular sister could have got a hold of everything if she just could have got a hold of her emotions. If she got a hold of her emotions, like I told you in the last podcast, she could have had a better um, behavior, right? Response to him, even when he was this or that with her or things were happening in life. And if she could have got a hold of those emotions, maybe certain things wouldn't have been said or done that she kind of regretted, but she was kind of upset or emotional in the moment. Um, and then at the end of the day, she probably could have seen things differently because she would have had a more positive perspective when her husband was doing X, Y, Z, right? So getting a hold of your emotions is powerful. It ruins or makes marriages. And the reason I bring that up is because you guys know we we focus on helping women who are married with having amazing marriages. A lot of you guys are in our marriage boost course, shout out to you, where we talk about how to increase the love, 
and intimacy with your husband if that's something you're struggling with. Yeah, if you didn't know, we have a free class on that and we have an entire course. That's what we do, right? Because you guys wanted it. But right now, what we're doing in June is we're going to be focusing on um, how, to, how to find a guy, right? If you're looking for that. But what if you have all this emotional stuff inside of you? You could carry that right into that marriage, brand new, beautiful marriage, ruined from the beginning because you didn't get a hold of your emotions. It can be crazy. I, I want women to understand the impact, right? Or maybe you're married to your husband and your relationship is struggling with him because you can't get a hold of your emotions about your in-laws, his parents, right? And that's seeping into your your um, actual marriage with him. So I would just highlight how the emotional connection is with relationships. And I'm talking mostly about marriage here and things like that. But like I said, I have in-laws or maybe it's your parents. Maybe your parents are just disappointing. You know, you needed things from them that they didn't do for you. And now it's really, really, it's, it's inside of you. It's super frustrating. It's super depressive, whatever it is. That's affecting you and how you have relationships with other people. Guys, everything that we leave unsettled, right, is going gonna, is gonna to affect us in some way or another in another relationship. This is all about like, okay, so what do I do with that? <laughs> okay. So what we're focusing on today, because I want you to understand there's steps, right? Let's pretend we all like, oh my gosh, just give me the answer. I want to know exactly how to fix this. If it worked like that, everybody would have an amazing life all the time, right? But it takes some steps. So bear with me here. We're walking you through the steps. The first one is to identify self-awareness, right? What kind of a thinker am I? How are my thoughts happening? Stuff like that, right? And the next one is understanding how those thoughts affect other things around me. Because you know what? The good news here, and I want you to feel happy about this. This is actually a good thing. The good thing here is if you're able to get a hold of those emotions, then those relationships can improve significantly right away. Like that is the, that is the reward of that. So when people are like, oh my gosh, I won't deal with my emotions right now. That's too hard. That's too long. It's actually not. It's actually something that's a skill set that we can teach you. Like if it's on a basic level, if it's something like deeper and trauma and okay, maybe there might be a therapist involved and stuff like that. But the majority of what we deal with as women, we could do on our own. I told you I did it myself and I've helped a lot of women do it. So I want that for you too. I don't want you to sit another day sitting there struggling for no reason. Well, you could have just had the tools, all right? So let, we're going to the next phase, which is what this podcast is, which is like the first one is identifying, oh my gosh, I think like this. And I told you in the last one how to figure that out. I'm not going to tell you in this one. Go back and download that one so you have it every time that you're struggling. You can remember and remind yourself. But um, today, we're focusing on understanding how that thinking has creeped into your other relationships because awareness is the first one and we're doing some understanding today. The next thing I'm going to go into is, is in the next podcast or some like step-by-step. So make sure you stay with us through the series, right? Our anger with our spouses can turn our spouses away from us. Guys do not like angry women confrontation. Let's just face it. I mean, we have a lot that we might be angry about, not putting that to the side. But I'm saying is the way guys process things, and you might have, again, Learn part of this in my marriage boost because a lot of times people are having bad marriages because of the communication pieces, the way they're expressing their feelings, their um, disappointment, right? Their expectations not being met. Well, that's really what it is. And we teach you in that particular course how to talk it out and say it differently to him. So as I say this stuff, you might be like, oh my gosh, yeah, how do you do that? That's in there. I don't do that in this podcast. I'm just letting you know if that's what you want. You could always DM me, guys. I have a team, mindfulness at mindful-muslima.com. Sometimes a lot of the stuff I say overlaps other stuff. I'm not going to be able to have time to go into that. So I'm just 
referencing you there. So if that's a tangent you want to go off on, then yeah, definitely get those tools. Those are all in there and um, helped a lot of women. But our anger towards our spouses can have them turn away from us. And then in our anger, we might say like, you know, I don't care. Or like, I don't care what he thinks or love him, but that's not really true. Like we're really just hurt from him. And so a lot of us in our angry words end up have him turning away from us. And then it ends up making us feel depressed or sad because now we feel lonely and like he's not interested. Like it's this cycle that happens. Sound familiar? If you're married, you know what I'm talking about. In the long run, it hurts for for them to come home hurts for you to come home to a spouse that you feel like you're just going to get the cold shoulder. Same thing for them. Like they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to walk in the door and hear about everything she's mad about today or frustrated with me about today. Like I want you to imagine if it was table's turn and you have a husband, I mean, you might, right? Every time you walk in the house, it's just like, blah, 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 blah. You just feel like, oh my gosh, I do not want to come home today. Maybe I'll find some shopping I need to do on the way home from work. Like, I do not need that right now. But that's the way it happens to him. So I want to, like, the point is not, it's not a him or her thing. It's a us thing. How can we make each other love each other and feel good with each other? A lot of it comes down with learning how to communicate. That's why I said I do that in the marriage boost. And by the way, that is usually a closed course that is reopening, I think, in August. So get excited about that. We have, I think we have a free class. If you're really, really struggling, I'll figure it out with you. But DM me if you need help. But right now, I want to focus on this. I need you, first of all, to pause and ask yourself, is this anger or frustration benefiting me and getting where I want to be in the relationship with this person? That's a crazy question. I'm going to say it again. Is this anger that I'm having right now benefiting me? And getting to where I want to be in the relationship with that person. I'm going to tell you, like usually 10 out of 10, it's not. Because anger is from Shaitan and we know that, right? But on top of that, guys don't respond to anger. I don't think anyone responds to anger. I don't respond to anger. Do you respond to anger? Do you like being yelled at? Do you like being barked at? What if the other person's right, but they're like barking at you? Like, like, I mean, can you hear them? See, that's the thing. Usually our husbands can't hear us. And I say this for the women who are looking for husbands because you say, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you haven't felt that frustrated when you're still in the honeymoon phase with people or you haven't gotten to know them yet. You are so sweet maybe, right? But I want you to imagine the way you act with your parents when you're frustrated. What's going to happen eventually is that's the real you because that's, that's, like, that's the you when like you're comfortable, right? It's your parents, comfortable. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to do that to my husband. Be better. Why? You're supposed to be the same to your parents and your husband. Good, period, right? So don't, let's, let's get rid of that mentality. That's not Islamic, right? Parents, they deserve our respect. Husbands, respect. Wives, respect. Kids, respect. Like everybody has a haq, has a rights, right? So, a set of rights. So let's talk about that's not benefiting you because what do you really want? I really want him to listen to me. I really want him to stop doing that annoying thing. I really want my parents to hear why it's important to me to choose this degree versus that degree. I really want them to understand what I love and what I want to do in life. I really want, you know, like when we think about what we really want, ask yourself, is your way of expressing it really going to get you there? Because most of the time it's not. Now, here's the thing. You're like, but look, I'm mad. I'm mad. I can't say it any other way. I'm mad. You know what? You have a right. You have a right to feel upset. You have a right to feel mad. But that anger and those angry words are just unfortunately not going to get your eye what we want. So the question is what will? 
And that's what we're going to keep going into. Stay with me. So I don't want to dismiss what other people could have done or would have done for us or whatever. But the emotions that you're feeling, I mean, how do you actually act on them in a better way? And, and this is something we're going to slowly go into throughout the podcast series. Now, I also want to go into handling emotions as a mother. Okay. This is another one, right? As parents, what, and, and, and this is important. Like, I don't care if you're married or not married or whatever, that some level, this is going to affect you, right? Whether you don't have kids yet, or you're, um, you're, you do have kids or you're not even married yet. Like this is preventative. And also maybe in the moment, maybe there's a mom who needs to hear this. So whether it's pre kids or during the kids or whatever, or maybe, you know what, you had your kids and they're out the house you need to reflect on what you did. You could still call them up and have a good conversation. There's times when I had called up my 23-year-old. Yes, I have a 23-year-old. I called up my 23-year-old and I said, you know, like, mommy, sorry. I was thinking the other day and I never realized that when I did this, it might have made you feel like that. Because you know what? That's life. Life is reflecting. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I, I tell my 20-something-year-old I'm wrong. Mommy's wrong. Just because she's mommy doesn't mean she knows everything. I hope as a mom, you do the same for your kids. You're going to realize you did some wrong stuff. I know everybody thinks they're going to be way better than their parents, but like the truth is, guys, it's not easy. You get new stuff flying at you every day. You're like, what do I do with that? Oh my goodness, right? So handling emotions as a mother. You've been a child, right? You've had an experience with your own mother. Handling emotions as a female parent can be a bit tough, right? With our uncontrolled emotions, we could be ruining our children. Because look, here's the deal. I'm totally frustrated with my husband about something or I'm frustrated with my job or some guy cut me off or some, the tax guy did something to me, like whatever it is, who really cares, right? I'm super in a bad mood. Let's just put it that way. Watch out for mom, right? Then you come with the kids and the kids are like, mommy, I want to show you. You're like, well, not right now, not right now. And you put your hand up, right? They feel rejected. Like instantly it's like, I don't matter. And you're like, no, that's not what it is. Mommy just has a problem. They don't get it. There's a lot of work done around in psychology about like children and their self-esteem. And if this is stuff I did a lot, long time in the beginning of the podcast, if you ever want to scroll back, I did stuff about kids and even have a YouTube video. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, we have a YouTube channel where I am showing you visuals. So if you love the podcast, you will love YouTube because I'm going to actually show you in my house and stuff like that. I'm going to be going more nitty gritty, I think probably in July about how I'm doing things, but I have done a little bit. I show you guys how I clean. I show you guys how my routine. I got morning routine, evening routines. I show you how I plan my month, plan my week. I do a lot of nitty gritty. If you don't know that, oh girl, get over to YouTube and you will see all my stuff, but more stuff to come, especially in June, we're going to do um, more stuff on how to find a guy get married, right? Um, and also in July and August-ish, we'll go into like other stuff and marriage-related stuff and just like life hack stuff with like organization and house and summer and whatever and, you know, ending the years, um, ending the, this, let's say the school year, going into the summer type of thing. Anyway, so we'll get into more of that. But as a mother, right, you got a lot going on. So every time, if you caught back my stuff in my old podcast I was mentioning is that like, Affecting your children's self-esteem is so easy. I never knew this. It is really uh, the, I don't know how to say this. One of the biggest jobs you need to, actually there's two huge jobs in, in my 25 years of doing all of this, is there's, there's, there's two huge things you need to keep in mind as a mother. Your job are two big things. I mean, other categories shall fall into these, let's say, but if you could make, just to make it easy for your life, umbrella, two big things. One, your job is to make your child love a lot. Love Allah so much 
that they want to do everything for Allah and dedicate their life to him. You want to talk about how to, how to make my kid a good Muslim? That's it. Easier said than done, right? Don't worry. On the podcast, we'll teach you that stuff. <laughs> okay? We've done it. We've done it. We're even going to make eventually probably by next year a parenting course. But, oh, man, all the things you all want, trying to make it as fast as possible. Okay? Number two. So the first one is make your child love Allah. Number two is to keep your relationship and their self-esteem intact. Your relationship with them is constantly in jeopardy depending on how you navigate the back and forth with them in the conversation. It is so big. They will walk away. I, I'm not, come on, you're an adult. How many of you guys feel super mad at your mom? Super mad at your dad? How did that happen? That didn't happen by like, oh my gosh, my parents are horrible. No way. Your parents, and if you, by the way, you have a great relationship with your parents. Good for you. Alhamdulillah. But most people don't. And if you could ask yourself why, put yourself in their shoes, like what could they have done better? So you're going to tell yourself that, the answer. And then guess what your job is? Your job is to do that. Do that better. Because nine out of ten times, people are just going to like repeat what they were already taught. Because unconsciously, we're on autopilot when we parent. We fall into our parents. We try not to, but we do. So we have to have another way of doing things. So what I want to say to you is number one way of fixing that is getting a hold of your emotions. Because when your emotions are off and you guys are like, woo, and you come home and you're having a bad day and you're fighting with this person and that person, then your kid's like, hey, mommy, could you look at this? Hey, mom, can I go here? No. Blah, blah. You know, we, we, we sometimes overdo it with the emotion because we're so unsettled about other things. And if we could just, again, get a hold of our negative thoughts, get a hold of our emotions and not allow it to creep into our other relationships, it wouldn't ruin those. So imagine you're just having a really tough year. Your finances are tight, crazy stuff happening in your marriage. And in that year, you ruin your child. You ruin your child's self-esteem dramatically because of X, Y, Z things you said. Things like words hurt. They cut. People remember. How many things have your parents said to you that, that cut you to this day? I have one in particular that, or two or three, I think of my own mother. Like we just, it's just a thing that happens. I'm sure we all have them for our own kids right now. So at the end of the day, it's a matter of staying conscious. We cannot do that. We cannot watch our words with our kids if we cannot get a hold of our emotions. We are their constant and unconscious models for behavior, attitudes, and conducting life. Children are listening. They're in the same house with us. They're taking notes. How does mommy respond to stress? Oh, screaming, slamming things, blaming everyone, getting to fight with my father. Awesome. Probably I'll do that with my own husband. If we get a call from someone we don't like, our children observe the way we respond, the tone of our voice, the expression of our face, our body language, the words we say, right? If we don't get along with our own parents, we're modeling for them how to be frustrated with your parent and never call them or ignore them or backbite about them. Maybe they'll do that to you. Maybe they'll do that to me. If we're in a fit of road rage and they're in the car, they're watching. I mean, we have to just start paying attention to the uh, the effects of this, us not getting a hold of our emotions that it's having on our children. And I think we're underestimating that. Now let's go into one more. Let's go into the community in the workplace. If we don't get a grip in our conversations and we keep escalating them by just talking loudly, backbiting, saying hurtful things, snippy, this and that, you know, um, in our community spaces or in our workplace spaces, you know, it doesn't really make us look good. Makes us look a little unbalanced. Makes us look a little bit out of sorts. Like we don't have our act together. We don't have our life together. And that reputation is a crucial priority because, you know, we live in a community with other people. Now you could say, I don't care what other people think about me. I don't care. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. Or if you do care or you don't care, it doesn't really matter 
can I, can I just go there instead? Let's just forget that. It's really about we're Muslims. There's a way to conduct ourselves. There's an adept. There's a manners. Are we, are we conducting ourselves in those manners? Many of us struggle with that. Not again, because we don't have amazing intentions, but because it's hard. It's hard when your emotions are unsettled. You know, I, I feel you. I struggle myself at times. But the difference between the person who is going to be better off and not is the one who's conscious of it, gets a grip, and uses a tool to settle it in the moment. That's what you need. That's what you're missing. Now, I've taught this for years, okay? I'm giving you, like I told you, if you guys didn't catch on the first podcast, this podcast is a snippet of an entire course that I have on how to master your emotions. And what I started off the last podcast saying is that inside of Thrive, where we have the, the membership for women, I've been giving them free access to my courses and snippets. And in the podcast here, these are just highlights of those snippets because I can't, you know, it's kind of like the smallest piece you get is in the podcast gets a bit bigger when you're with the women in the community with me because I do a lot of mentoring of women outside of the podcast, right? And then if you want to go even deeper, if you really want to fix your life, if you're like, I am just so tired. Yeah, you know what? So many things you said in the podcast resonated with me. I'm so tired of having that situation with my husband. I'm so tired with my parents. I'm so tired with my in-laws. I'm so tired of my workplace. You're right. I am a mess. I get it. And we can say that between you and I. We're together alone, unless your kids are there. But you know, most people, they listen to me alone. So I'm just talking to you like a good friend. Sis, that's going to ruin a lot of things in your life. And you're going to feel constantly sad. When it's just a matter of you making your negative thoughts turn back into positive thoughts. Because if you don't already know, and I have a free class on this, you can DM me if you want. I explain how your mind works. Your mind wants to keep you stuck. Your mind wants to keep you negative. It does it. It's, like, it's the autopilot of your brain. So you're not a bad person because this is happening to you. You're just normal. But the thing is, if you kept it that way, you're, see the reason your brain is doing it is to protect you, right? It wants to keep you safe. Oh my gosh, danger. No, don't do that. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. Like it's just doing a lot of that, making you never progress in your life. That's why you're, that's why you're lacking motivation. You're lacking positive achievements and getting your goals checked off, right? Because your brain keeps telling you, nah, you don't got to do that. No. Like, sis, if you don't get a hold of that, not only does it affect your relationships with your emotions and out of control, but it also gets to a point where it's affecting your ability to progress as a woman, as a person. You cannot get forward in your productivity and your career. A lot of people don't realize their emotions are tripping that up and their mental thinking, the way they think their thoughts is tripping them up. So if we can get to the bottom of all this, what's the answer? The answer are your thoughts because your thoughts breed emotions and your emotions breed actions. And those actions, whoop, they have consequences. Our life is a collection of our actions and choices, right? So a lot of you guys are like, oh my gosh, I want to get a hold of my life. Yes, life balance, blah, blah, blah. Okay, guess where it starts? Guess what I'm going to say? Let's see if you can figure it out. Your thoughts. This is all about the positive self, right? That's what we're doing right now. And if you got me from the first podcast, that was it. So as we're ending this podcast, I want to say to you that we're going to be talking a lot more in the next podcast about exactly what you want to do. But the number one thing I want you to understand is there's going to be a level of self-restraint that you're going to have to learn. And that's part of um, patience because patience is actually in Islam defined of like withholding. It's the one who withholds, withholds the girl, right? Withholds. So this is very much connected to having sabr. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you have a problem? Have sabr. Okay. But like, oh my gosh, how? Like 
girl, I got you. Like, this is what I mean. I'm going to make the Islamic and the psychological connection. I, I've done all the homework for you. I figured it all out. I put it into little packages, neat steps. We got you, right? But you got to first go back to podcast one, make sure you listened, try to implement that, acknowledge, understand, awareness. This one is about understanding. I want you to know how big this is. You think it is just you having negative thoughts. Oh no. You think it is just you feeling a little sad or feeling a little frustrated or anxious. Oh no. It is the reason you're struggling in your other relationships other than the fact that you could be disconnected from Allah. These are the two main things that are going to be your arch nemesis, like for the, are the nemesis? I don't know. I've never done a plural on that one. For the rest of your life, your relationship with you and Allah, your relationship with you and you and your thoughts. Girl, if you get a hold of those, oh my goodness. When people ask me, how can you do all that? That's how. Boom. That's it. Now, for example, when I go to do the, um, a lot of you guys are also in the emotions course. When you're in there, the first module is all about you and Allah and you understanding your mind. Like I go deep because that is, if you can get a hold of that, right? Then you go into other stuff. You go into like, you know, um, understanding the other parts of yourself. And in the end, it gets so specific. It goes specifically how to hanger anger. You know, I go into mindfulness, how to control strong emotions. Oh, wait. After that, if you get that, right, I go into self-esteem because your self-esteem is attached to this. I want you all to start making connections, connect the dots here. Remember that game, connect the dots, one, two, three, four, like it's all connected. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line is you want to fix your life. You want to be happy. You have an awesome marriage, whether you're married yet, maybe you're not, maybe you're already married and it's struggling. This is all connected. This is what will save you. And this is what I did. All I'm doing is sharing what I did to improve things in my life in a sister-sister type of way. All right, just letting you know. And I hope you enjoyed this part of the podcast where we're talking about understanding, understanding how it's affecting us, affecting relationships, so you can understand the importance of this. And right now, if this you feel like, oh my gosh, yes, your brain will make you forget this thought, this emotion that you're feeling right now and listening to the podcast within two seconds because it does not want you to get better. It wants you to feel comfortable. So what do you need to do right now? You need to DM me. DM me right now, Mindful Muslim on Instagram, and be like, can you please send me some resources on emotions? DM me. Be like, heard the podcast, can you please send me some resources? I will get you immediately a free class or a free PDF or something that we have right now to get you started. Do not let go of that feeling, sis, because your brain just wants you to stay stuck, and then tomorrow you'll have the same thing, even though you listen to all this information. That's how life goes. Unless you do something different, you take action, right? You deserve better. Ask me, I'll send you something free. I'll talk to you in the next podcast where we're going to talk about exactly how to be a more positive thinker. I'll see you then. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.